Hello, people of the world. Uh, welcome to Delightfully Dandy Dudes. Uh, today we are doing uh, something a little spookier for the season. We're all going to be telling ghost stories. Uh, some actually happened, some didn't. Some are just found on the internet, to be honest. Uh, we just go and get some creepy vibes going. introduce you to my co-hosts we have shop reckington on youtube matthew yeah we have big nasty ryan it's your boy it's me big nasty or better known in spanish Sucio grande. <laughs> that was pretty good thank you and then we got our boy swaggy mcgee so dope swagger what it do What's your Twitch name? Is it Soda Up Swagger? No, it's a uh, young Sw young X Swag X, but it's about to be changed to Swaggy McGee as well. Uh, also, so Swagger is no longer my gamer tag either. It's Swaggy McGee with a G. Hell yeah, Swaggy, Swaggy McGee. I've noticed that. I've noticed. I did not notice that, but I also haven't been online in a while. Yeah, Swags. When are you gonna swag shag me? Hmm? Swag shag you. <laughs> Swag shag, yeah, that's when that's that's you know how how you fuck everybody over on Apex and Rocket League. I call that swag shag. You gonna swag shag me in the swag shack? Mm. Dude, dude, this morning I had, I had I had one of the nastiest shots. It was so funny with my team. It's like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> ooh, ooh, was, you know, talking about games real quick. Uh, Swaggy, when are you gonna get fucking phasmophobia and join me and Matthew on our scary quests? I need to. I need to get it on my fucking it's PC. About to be Halloween, bro. I know. Maybe maybe that's what I'll do today. Maybe after we get done with this, we'll I'll download it real quick and we can play. Fuck oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Because I die constantly and Matthew has to save me all the time and we need a third person to fucking help. <laughs> well, I I well they've took they've taken out. Uh, that you can hear people as they're getting killed by the ghost. They've taken that off. So he was trying to tell me he was dying. I didn't hear it. So I was just looking around for him like, where the hell did mm -hmm. this go? Mm -hmm. The hunt was over. <laughs> I had already left the gate. And I walked back in for a split second. It shuts behind me. And I die. And his head went through a tent. It was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... uh. I think I'm a. I think I'm gonna start off with the one that happened to me directly. Do it. So when I was a little kid, pretty young, you know, I had an imaginary friend that, as most little kids do. Um. Fucking, only ever saw him at my grandparents' house. Like, only ever talked to him there. Um. And there was one night. I was sitting there, like, up. I was talking and everything. Mom came in there. I was like, hey, Ian, you need to go to bed. And she said she literally saw an indention in my bed, at like, in the corner, that disappeared, like, in in front of her. And, uh, yeah, I said goodbye to my imaginary friend and then went to sleep. And uh, I remember seeing him vividly. He was just an older dude in a fucking suit. And oh, I talked to him all the time. 
And uh, yeah, so he, he apparently wasn't so imaginary. <laughs> hey, bro, you should like not talk to strangers as a little kid. Mm. What was his out. name? Did he have a name? I, I can't remember it. It was like it was something. It was like Jimmy or Jeff or. It, it was like a generally like just a generic name of a person. Jimmy. Jamefrey, that's Jim what it was. Jamefrey. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Jamiroquai. It was Jamiroquai. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because my brother had my brother had a similar situation when he was a kid. Uh, my mom, but see, it was it wasn't as nice as yours. Where like, uh, you know, you were friends with them and shit. My mom would have to. Uh, so we lived in this old rinky dink house that uh some someone's grandparents had like died in and you know whatever blah, blah, blah. we were poor and uh so we're just staying... down in louisiana that's it down also, in louisiana i also mm -hmm. have have some more like another story to go along with that but i'm gonna tell it a bit later but everyone else get a story in that uh he may not have been as friendly as i thought yeah see that's the thing is my mom <laughs> my mom kept hearing stuff at night and uh she never, you know, she never really thought anything of it, but my mom's also really superstitious. And so, one night she uh, walked into where the, the crib was, and apparently it was rocking. Um, and she had, like, she hadn't been in there in, like, a good couple hours, so it was nighttime. Uh, there was another time she went in there, and the, uh, the rocking chair was moving back and forth by itself. That was by the, the crib. And then the last time, that was, like, her final straw where they had to move out. Uh, this is before I was even born, was she went in there one time and my brother was in the rocking chair swinging back and forth. And so, uh, but when she went to go grab him, he fell into the chair. And so she like grabbed him, dipped out of the fucking house, told my dad. My dad was, uh, or made a call to my dad's company and she went and stayed with my aunt for a while. That house burned up two days later. Fucking terrifying the house burned two days later but i was a toddler whenever that happened right as i got older in my grandparents house man this uh when they bought it everything was like black and orange and like just super witchy vibes and shit so the apparently the people that owned it before them were like uh some wiccans or something and uh so i think something was in that fucking house man like, cause it was just as it was all tied to this one bedroom. None of us grandkids would sleep in that bedroom after we got over a certain age. It just, it was just the creepiest <laughs> feeling. You'd get there, and you'd swear to God, you'd see shadows out of the corner of your eye. Like in the daytime, it was fine. At night, even if you had lights on, nah, it just didn't. It didn't feel right. There was something up with that room. And that's where all the experiences happened that I have stories of today. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Matthew, you got you got a story for us? Oh, uh, yeah, this one's uh, also a personal one. Uh, I was uh, probably around seven. And so my mom loves scary movies. So one day she had me watch Freddy Krueger with her. Which made me terrified to sleep in beds. You were seven. Yes. Oh, dude, I was like, yeah. uh, I was like six. 
when uh it's a tangent i know sorry i was like six when uh it was a halloween party my parents were having and uh i fell asleep you know i woke up not a single fucking person was there and when i fell asleep we were watching hellraiser okay not a single person was there hellraiser 2 was in the middle of everywhere yeah, and Hellraiser 2 was in the middle of, like, one of the scariest fucking scenes when I woke up. I was like, where the fuck is everybody? They're all gone. I'm trapped in the fucking cube. Like, freaking the fuck out. It turns out, like, because my parents, like, my parents and their friends showed up, like, 20 minutes later. It turns out my mom had left for a beer run, got arrested, and everyone else left to go get them and left his kids, like, asleep in the house because, I mean, they locked it and everything, so it was fine. But, and it was also the early 2000s, so it wasn't as, like, dangerous, I guess. But yeah, they left a six-year-old kid in the house by himself after falling asleep to scary fucking movies. <laughs> it was Just to wake up to a fucking scary movie. <laughs> Dude, I got back, I was fucking panicked and crying, and my dad was like, oh my god, I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to my story. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> I was, uh, I was like seven, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I was sleeping on the couch because I was terrified, terrified of beds because I always thought of the movie Freddy Krueger whenever that guy got sucked into the bed and there was the hundreds of thousands of gallons of blood pouring up onto the ceiling. Oh, so I was scared of that. And, uh, so I wouldn't sleep in beds. Fun fact, that was Johnny Depp. Was it really? Yeah, that was Johnny Depp. No fucking way. I didn't know he was in that movie. Very young Johnny Depp, yep. I did no not way. know that either. What the fuck? I killed him so quick. <laughs> but, yeah, I was sleeping on the couch and I woke up. And my dad, he used to uh, he used to make his own cigarettes. So he had the little plastic uh, thing that you just yeah, the filled cigarette the, stuffer. the tubes with. Yeah, yeah, and you just like, and it's tubes done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would do it on this, on this uh, metal bowl, or this metal plate, and uh, so I woke up in the middle of the night, and I look over and I see him sitting in his robe, making cigarettes, very, very slowly, like ridiculous, like he was in slow motion, and he was also pale white completely, like 100%, like pale white like his robe the 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 tray he was making cigarettes on the everything was just white and so i got scared but it it looked like you're down into my parents room and uh it's right there so i was in the living room my parents room is right on the other side of the wall the the door to their room was in the living room and i open i i close the door and i don't go lay in their bed yet i just kind of sit there for a minute and then i open the door and kind of peek out and it's still there making cigarettes and it just slowly looks up at me i slam the door and i jump into their bed it wasn't it looked like your dad it looked like your dad but it wasn't your dad yeah no my dad was in bed asleep oh shit yeah uh That's terrible. Yeah, I checked. I checked and made sure he was in bed, and then I went and opened the door and looked out, and it fucking looked at me really slowly. That's fucking Ooh, terrifying, yeah. man. And then I, the next day, when we woke up, I told my mom about it, 
And she said the same thing happened to her when she was seven with her mom. She was laying in bed and she woke up and her mom was staring out her window with curlers in her hair, all completely white, robe on, just staring out the window and scared my mom to death. She put her head under the covers and then when she looked back, it was staring at her. Ugh. Sounds like y'all got a generational ghost. <laughs> Who thinks it's an angel? Yeah, you and it was know. taking uh, forms of taking like, forms of your family members, of your family members that are still in the house. Like that's a ballsy ass ghost, dude. That's not that's not an angel, bro. That sounds like a fucking demon. It's never done anything. It's a it's still it's a family ghost. You ever seen Hereditary? Never seen it since. <laughs> you ever that's seen Hereditary? <laughs> Yeah, I got hat. I got like to where the girl's head got knocked off, and I was like, mm -mm, "Nope." Same <laughs> house. No, no, I know it's a good movie. It just like I've it, never heard of this. It gave me such bad anxiety that I I couldn't finish it. Jesus, but you need, in, you in need to watch same it. House, in the same spot in the living room, I woke up one night, and there was like a fucking ten foot tall shadow. Standing by the china cabinet, I could fully see the outline of the body. Just a black shadow. You want to talk about shadows, Matthew? I can tell you about Absolutely. shadows. But that was I'm before I saw my I got, dad. I got, I got some shit from Nolans. I'll fucking turn well, your fucking. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Ryan, you got a, you got any stories like that, or just I, I, I don't. Story? Got a ghost um, story, kind of change, like swap it up a little bit. Um, I mean, I got a, I got something that I pulled from uh, creepy pasta. The creepy pasta. Yeah. Okay. A creepy pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Because I personally, I haven't had any encounters <clears throat> supernaturally like that, and I'm definitely a non-believer in it. Uh, you guys consider it's all these stories and it's probably just going to go and you know i'll listen to it and sympathize with you guys but i definitely can't empathize and uh oh, it's a, probably just gonna go in one ear and out the other you know I'm no a, offense I'm but uh, i nah nah um but yeah so <clears throat> got this one thought it was a little different pulled it up from creepypasta because i knew going in here i didn't have any any kind of uh source material you know for anything so um yeah it's called i'm in between right and uh <clears throat> yeah, yeah yeah going into the upside down in between the upside down holy no. shit in there no that's oh, a... shit. hold on hold on what would happen if you went in between the upside down you would be in like the never because there's i don't know you would be in the sideways what do you mean the, the the sideways, yeah. The sideways. sideways. You, have to, you have to flip 180 to go into the upside down, so you'd be at 90 if you're in between the normal. Yeah, downs, yeah. So the sideways. Side. Don't doubt my logic. Would that be better or worse? Probably worse. I'm in between. One of them bit me. The bastard took a chunk out of my upper arm. The fool probably didn't even know it was an arm. He probably saw me as a walking turkey leg or something. Oh, but he got his dues. I whacked his useless head off with the crowbar I stole when shit got serious. It got serious about a month ago, and let me tell you, it happened just the way everyone thought it would happen. Some contained little outbreak, then boom, everyone I know is staggering around, 
like kangaroos tripping on dextro. Not me, though. I knew I was going to fight it. I did well until about a week ago when Mr. Slobbermouth munched on my bicep. It amazes me that I'm so coherent. God, I wish I wasn't. I'm not like them, but I'm just like them. I have the hunger they have, but I have all the guilt and love of humanity that is going to keep me from surviving. Uh, I'm not even sure that I want to survive anymore. I see them do horrible things, things that are starting to drive me mad, and I either get sick to my stomach or find my mouth watering. I don't want to live if living means I have to watch the destruction of my kind every day. But then this means no more hiding. It's as if they can sense something in me. Like they can scan for a zombie membership card and they find it on me. They leave me alone. I can walk freely among them. You know how I said I'm just like them? Well, I'm better than them. I'm smarter and have the ability to gain the trust of humans. I found one yesterday. I know where all the good hiding spots are, you see. And Lord, was it happy to see me. It grasped my arm and looked into my eyes, saying it was happy to have found someone to fight with, making sure none of the no-brains were around. I took it with me and hid it in a storm cellar. I let it fall asleep. Then I broke its neck, busted its head open like a coconut, and tore into its meaty brain. The blood complimented it nicely. For a few moments, I felt bad for what I had done. I saw his body in that stagnant pool of blood, looking as if he were still sleeping, and felt some remorse for the poor trusting boy. I wondered about his life before the disaster. Was he happy? Did his, did his family love him? Would he have survived anyway? The acidic guilt rose in me, a constant reminder of my humanity. But there's at least one thing zombies and humans have in common. The will to survive. And I'm about to do a much better job than either of them will. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I think it's like... That's, that's a more of a right. Brutal. I feel like it's kind of like a darker turn of like uh what fucking warm bodies or some for, shit uh, like that. Yeah, but just for posterity's sake, does it have the na name? It of does. It does. Shout it? out to, uh, credited to Clarissa. Shout out to Clarissa, uh, creepy pasta for the story in between. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, it did hard. it did go hard. That did Clarissa. I I. You can't hear. It, <laughs> <laughs> Rub the fingers, it's less aggressive. Snaps. Uh yeah, that'll work. Um I can't snap about it. Yeah, right so I mean as again, as far as stories go and stuff, I'm I'm again I said it kinda earlier, I'm probably just gonna be like more fodder. Um but this fucking website just keeps playing this fucking ad for Hellraiser on Hulu and it looks fucking good. Why the fuck have I not watched this yeah, yet? I, I Ugh, it looks Is it uh, I think it yeah, it's a new one. It's a, a female, female, female pinhead. pinhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they changed the uh, they changed the 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 puzzle up. The puzzle yeah, the pu up. it's like a whole new thing. That's, that's what, yeah, that's it looks dope as fuck, yeah, bro. She, it's literally just like a constant really loop of like three different ads, and every time the Hellraiser one comes on, I'm like, oh, dude, yes. Um, <clears throat> dude, do you remember that super sick fucking Hellraiser disc I got you for disc golf that you threw into a fucking mm. river? No, I didn't lose it in a river. Ooh. He said, he said, pop, pop, call no, you out. I lost pop, it. Pop. I'm, I'm no, I found it in that river. Was... Um, yeah, <laughs> no, anytime. Again, uh, yeah, no, know. I did lose it, like, probably like a couple months ago or so. It's, uh, it's in some trees somewhere in Welsh branch. <laughs> it was a really nice limited edition fucking drive, uh, driving yeah. disc. No, it was a, uh, it was a mid-range. 
Yeah. It was a mid-range. Either way, it was a really nice limited yeah, edition. Fucking like, like Halloween themed. Yeah. Professional disc. Yeah, it was fucking dope. That was it was Hellraiser, but it's yeah. It was a buzz disc for any listeners out there that know anything about disc golf. It was a buzz. It was a Hellraiser buzz. It was fucking dope. But yeah, so I guess moving on from there, what are we doing now, hostess with the mostest? I had a I had I was gonna I was gonna input something real quick. It's funny all these all these uh the num uh, I'll go back to Louisiana. It's funny how the, the cultural differences of like Texas and stuff like that. When I was younger if there, there's a lot of urban myths and legends surrounding Louisiana, as I'm sure everyone knows. With a lot rumors. of ghosts, a lot of ghosts. Yeah, I was literally about to talk about that. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> the, yeah, the Rougarou, uh, which is a Rougarou, actually. But uh, you don't deny that it, that it exists, because if you have godfathers and, and a father like I did, they will take you out to the fucking swamps and let you watch that bitch run around. It is I wholeheartedly believe that thing exists. There's nothing in my mind that ever that I've ever doubted it. I doubted it for like a half a second when I was a kid. But you go out there to the swamp. Uh, I want to say it's like Sugar Hill or something like that that, that you have to go to. Um, I want to yeah, I want to say it, it's like Sugar Hill or some shit. Uh, but you go out to the swamps and you can literally there the. Nothing explains it. It doesn't. It does nothing. Nothing fucking explains what you see out there at night. And it's not just you know one swamp. It, there's you can go to a lot of them and you you see shit out there that doesn't make any sense. Especially if you get like a bright moonlight night. Oh no, fuck that, dude. No, you see shit pop out of the water that you, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. You, you see things walk around and that nah, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, you really fucking do. Uh, Is it like yeah. human shaped? No, no, fuck no. If it was human shaped, I wouldn't be scared of it. No, that, that's the problem. Is you oh, literally like you see, you see everything from what looks like like a, a gator walking on its hind legs to fucking um, what looks like a mangled bear that's twice the size it should be. To it's that's a few of the things I saw. You also you also see fucking. I remember seeing a turtle that made me question the size of our boat when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Matthew, this is a fucking Rougarou, dog. Like, they're, they're, it's, it's let crazy. See, let me see. It's, but, it's a swamp let me see. Hold on, hold on. I was choosing more stories. Kingo. But they're, they're, watch. they're not quite like a werewolf. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like They're a always a wolf. They're always like, or a beast, really. It's always there. It's not like someone transforming. Yeah. There's also the, the shadow folk. And then fucking. Oh Jesus! There's all the there's also superstition about you know don't go out if you see uh, the black spot in the moon like if you can clearly make out the black spot in the moon don't go out because that means fucking witchcraft is being performed outside and you could be caught up with spirits and shit. There's a whole bunch of superstitions surrounding Louisiana and my family was right in the middle of it because my family I fucking mean, practiced some of that. That's shit. That's fucking insane. I live insane. in South Mississippi, which is part of it. I live in like the same swamp area of Louisiana, yeah, in Mississippi. But yeah, no, nah, dude, it, yeah, you, swamps are nuts because you can't explore them. There's no even if you don't yeah. believe, even if you don't believe in that shit, just take everything that they say at face value. You may not actually ever run into a rougarou or anything, but they they fucking out there, man. It's it's like Bigfoot. 
it's there's too much evidence of it being real for it to like not be, mm-hmm. but also like it could just be old wives' tales. It, That's fair. There's some sort of undiscovered species in the fucking swamps that you don't want to fuck with. Cryptozoology, boys. Or is what they call cryptozoology. monster is a cryptid now. Yeah, it's been, monster's been encrypted. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cryptozoology, it's just the study of undiscovered creatures. It's a, they, think it, they think it's a diplodocus, but they don't, they don't have... They think it's just someone saw a fucking... Oh, well, but, uh, shit, I would too. If I okay. was that fucking fucking <clears throat> scientist, you know, someone that studies that. Taking a bath, right. Bro. A fucking. I would not ask it's, that. I would just see that thing and just assume, right? And just write it down. Just like, yeah, we think it's this. Well, did you did you go up to it? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 I don't. The Loch Ness Monster is not real, for sure. Yeah. It's no, down there and well, found no, nothing. It's yeah, it's too cold. There's not enough food for an ancient creature to survive. Bro. Like it's that the Loch Ness monster that lake, can survive no. on tree fifty. Okay, Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> Just needs tree fifty. Yeah, but no, like the the Loch Ness does not have enough fucking food in it. Like there's yeah. lampreys, and I think one other like one other algae mm. eating fish that doesn't get very mm-hmm. big. It, there's not yeah, much there. Yeah. It would need schools yeah. of fish. Big fish. Schools of big fish. Schools of yeah. dolphins. Oh. But okay. So, my grandparents' house. My uh my mom and my dad just got married, just got back from their honeymoon. They were uh they were at my grandparents' house visiting. Um they they stayed in the back room because it was the guest room. And uh there was a bathroom like the way it was set up, it was like you had the kitchen, you walk from the kitchen into the guest room, and in the guest room there was a bathroom that had a closet attached to the bathroom. Oh. So uh, my grandma was in the kitchen making food. My dad and my grandpa were outside working on some stuff, you know, doing typical mm-hmm. man shit. Mm-hmm. My mom was taking a bath. She was taking a little bubble bath no, in the back. Typical woman shit. Yeah. Well, the uh, bathroom door started kind of like, you know, started to crack open. And uh, mom was like, Chris, like, shut the door, like, stop it, you know? So it closed back. A few minutes later, you know, my mom's still in there, just doing <coughs> things. Starts to open again. And my mom was like, Chris, seriously, come on, stop. I'm trying to take a bath in here. So it closes back again, forcefully. And then it just swings wide, fucking open. So my mom, at this point, you know, okay, fuck. Like, she thinks it was just because, like, because it, it was immediately, like, slam shut and then open back up so she assumed it was just him like mm. you know slamming the door and it didn't mm. quite close so she finishes her bath gets out walks in there goes outside and is like Chris what the hell were you doing man like why were you doing that and um, I was like I've, I've been out here d- doing what like what do you mean Jeez. she's like come on I know you're playing with me like with the door he's like no I seriously have been out here and like turned to his stepdad I was like Philip. Have I not been out here this entire time? Papa was like, yeah, he's been out here. My grandma said the exact same thing. He's like, yeah, no, he never came in. So, uh, someone was opening that door and slamming it and fucking mm. with my mom. And that was that same bedroom that I always had my imaginary friend in. Mm. Shit. Good old germaphrodite. 
Yeah. That's what we're calling him. <laughs> I thought it was Jermaphrey. Jermaphrey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but Jermaphrey <laughs> died. And Jermaphrey died. I like that. <clears throat> um, okay, I guess swags or 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 are we going into like are we swip- swapping from like personal stories into like I mean cuz I'm just going to keep doing the creepy pasta thing. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my name off of this and <gasps> Swaggy. Swags. Surfing. Give us another story, son. I don't know if uh, anyone knows. I, I think the Discovery Plus thing has come out already, but uh, the Army Hammer thing. My wife was telling me about it, so I did a little more research into it, and it is fucked. Uh, I haven't heard any of that. I haven't no, heard neither have I. So, so there are allegations towards both Army Hammer and his uh, family of being cannibals. There was apparently somebody went missing on their property back in the day and uh, the body was never found, but they were seen eating meat at times of the night when like um, his grandfather and stuff like that was seen like eating meat in the middle of the night, just cooked on a stove and just sitting at the table eating, which he never cooked for himself. Uh, So that was a weird thing. They were... Uh, yeah, there's a whole big fucking thing about it. Um, but Army Hammer is being accused now of attempting to uh, bite a lady uh, and and like rip off her flesh or something like that. Also, like sexual allegations against him. Every one of them is like they they said he was trying to draw blood every single time. Uh, it wasn't like even it was even it was like consensual interaction. It was like very rough and forcible and like he was trying to like make them oh. bleed essentially um yeah so when did this start coming about fucking uh last year um yeah last year know. and then the, and then Ooh. discovery plus discovery plus was um putting a thing out um uh, just called, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what it's called. House of Hammer. Yeah, and it's just, uh, it's, uh, his, uh, sister, or his aunt, and some of the family, uh, got together, uh, just... Like, make yeah, a documentary it's... to put the truth out there, or try to cover up his name, like... No, 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 this is, this is, like, this is about like all the allegations of him and his family essentially um yeah dude i'm sitting here looking at it now uh house of hammer he was mentally physically financially emotionally consuming uh she has ptsd from from being him abusive relationship uh psychologically aggressive and and manipulative sexual encounters um yeah no it's it, it, what I was getting at is apparently like there's a there's a history of like there's all kinds of shit going on with um um his family and stuff like that apparently like uh one of his I want to say one of his family members locked someone up in a motel room and then killed them disfigured them and ate them uh before getting before getting killed by the police I don't remember if it was like his cousin or like this this uh, this might be a different thing but it's 
yeah, it's fucked. So just talking about horror, horror shit and spooky shit. Yeah, that person, Army Hammer, is, is still out and walking around in public and still has millions of dollars and is still able to just do what he wants to Damn, do. It's only on Discovery Plus? What the fuck? Yeah, if you have Amazon, you have Discovery Plus. Uh, wait. Like Damn. Amazon Prime? Yeah, I just want I just wanted to, to bring that out into the open because talk about real life fucking horror stories. Um just kind of skim over that. But also, there is a man on trial right now who, uh, they're, they're keeping it pretty hush-hush. I believe it's Germany. Uh, oh, they actually posted it. Uh, yeah, okay, they, yeah, they actually posted it. A fucking dude, uh, J, Pedro J. Gomez Martinez, um, this is EC, I mean, I can't remember what, uh, what, oh, uh, French, uh, sorry, it's been France, not Germany. Man walks up into a park with a fucking hammer. Starts just hitting people in the head. Yeah, yeah. Just I, openly, what? just, just a swinging, kids, women, uh, old people, literally, he got through, like, I think it was like 13 people, 14 people, yeah, 14 Dead? People. No, wait. Dead, dead. Like, like just, just all kill shots. Smashed like, open. What? He literally, he literally just went through swinging. It was a carpenter hammer, so it had that right, extra weight at right. the fucking tip and the extra... Yeah, so he would just fucking... He would literally just swing right through their fucking heads. Oh my fucking god. It took them... It doesn't even say how long it took them to, to get to... But, I mean, it, 15, fuck, 13, 14 people is And he only nuts. had a hammer? Yeah. He had a hammer, but they don't have. No, guns I know, there. I know, but like, no one decided yeah. to just like team up and just double tackle yeah. him or something. I think the shock of watching someone beside you just get their head bashed in. Well, yeah, my um, first instinct is to run as well, but like through after like, uh, I, I uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, was he like a relatively like bigger dude? With did he? I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. They don't have a picture mm, okay. of him. I guess he was, you know, intimidating enough to just be bashing people in heads. I mean, but that's pretty fucking. That's, yeah, I, that's <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, they said the the, the the attack came out of nowhere. He literally walked into the park with a bag, uh, and like they thought that he was coming like to work on the equipment. We pulled out a hammer. Walked up behind a lady sitting on a bench and just swung and then swung at the person beside her and just started going after people. Mm. That's fucking terrifying. That's intense. That's, yeah. In Where France. Uh, France. In France? Yep. Did you know, wow. People call French been, like, people call French people pussies, but they, they, they doing some fucking shit, crazy. So. Crazy. They were the last the last country to stop executions by guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did. They they did. I remember that. Yeah, fucking uh what's his name? The guy who played uh Saruman. Yeah. Witnessed the last guillotine execution. Fought in World War no no not in the, yeah, World War Two. I think, wasn't it? Um He fought in some kind of fucking wars. He was like special ops, started a metal band. Because, like, Peter Jackson asked him, like... No, Peter Jackson straight up was like, uh, I need you to make sounds of, like, being stabbed in the back. And, you know, like, ah, ugh. Dude looked him dead in the face. was like, you ever stab someone in the back? Because that's not the sounds they make. I've stabbed someone in the back. 
And then Jesus. that's why that's why his acting was so good in it because he literally has killed someone that way. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was uh just one of the real life fucking horror stories to y'all. Uh <laughs> uh because I could I could talk about you know ghost stories in Louisiana all day because the fucking there's so many of them. Uh, but yeah, so who's like to go next? Uh, spinning as big, big nasty. nasty. Ooh, nasty. Lucio Grande entrances with your words. Lucio Grande. All right, this I'm just I just picked the first one. I went with uh body horror. So here we go. Uh, oh shit. No eyes, no tongue, no fingertips. A few years back, I worked as a nurse in a geriatric unit of the hospital in my hometown. There was one old woman there with pale blue eyes whose mind was still fantastically sharp. Her desire to socialize and make new friends set her apart from most of the, uh, most of the others living in that wing of the facility. That woman and I soon became close for this reason. Her name was Yana, and I still miss her every day since she passed. The strangest thing about Yana was not her accent, which I could only place vaguely as Eastern European, nor her disinclination to talk about her past, which means I never learned exactly where she had grown up. No, what fascinated me the most was having a strange young man, badly mutilated and plainly blind and mute, uh, would visit her every single day. His hands appeared deformed, seemingly eroded at each digit down to the first knuckle. But each evening a little after dinner time he would visit and they would sit together she would read to him or sometimes sing in her frail old voice sometimes they would just hold hands in silence finally i gathered the courage to ask her about this man and in a strange moment of openness she agreed to tell me the story my sister and i were the only surviving members of our family after our father passed away in 1964 they were very hard times for my old country and father had grown so sick that he we were eventually forced to allow him to starve, rather than the waste of food to comfort him as he inevitably died. Sister had been losing her mind little by little before this happened, but I could see in her eyes as we buried father that she had finally gone somewhere far away inside herself. I remember the crows perched in thick groups like clots of preening black movement, watching us in the cemetery from all of the rooftops. We moved to bury father quickly because the crows were as hungry as we were. Sister began, oh, sister took to begging in the streets, sometimes trading sex for rides into the city nearby, and in the hopes that her begging would be more profitable there. It was during these terrible times that she convinced her son, a bastard whose father was not known to her, but was, who was certainly some manner of predatory monster. This was the only kind of man my sister knew in these days of her life. The child was delivered healthy, happy, and with a glowing spirit that broke my heart because I knew that soon the young boy's eyes would look into mine and like my sister's. Uh, even on the day he was born, I knew his beautiful joyous innocence could not last. Sister did not have a care for her son as she should have. As God and the goddess alike demand that a monster should care for a child, she would not change the boy's spoiled di soiled diapers, leaving this to me. Instead would forget to feed him, and when his hungry wailing was ringing shrill and miserable through the whole house, 
Eventually, she began to take him out begging, using the child as a prop to which to elicit the sympathy of strangers. She was the most pleased when she looked at his worst. Oh, she was most pleased when he looked his worst, and even complained to me once or twice that she could raise no money at all on days that he looked too healthy. I can never forget her final act of cruelty against Vasily. I named him myself after sister could not be bothered. It was morning, and I had walked outside into a yard to smell the air. The child was laying motionless on the ground there. He seemed quite dead, smeared as he was with his own blood. His little fingers and toes were black with frostbite. Sister had not even bundled him in anything when she laid him down hours ago, in the dark of night. The crows, which were as hungry as we were, had plucked his beautiful eyes and tongue from his still-living body. I grabbed him up with tears, already pouring down my cheeks, thinking that I had claimed a corpse. It was only then he stirred against my breast that I realized he might be saved. I swaddled him as warmly as I could and fed him something before rushing him down to the home of the town's only doctor. I nearly beat down the front door with my fist and he answered, still sleep in his eyes because it was so early. I paid him with all the heirloom jewelry from mother that I had been able to hide from my sister over the years. An hour or so later, the doctor told me Vasily would live, but asked that he be allowed to monitor the, children for the, the child for the rest of the day. I told him that this would be fine, as today would be a busy day for me, and indeed it was. By evening, I had smashed Sister's head to a flattened pulp with a cast-iron skillet from our stove, obtained by a truck, oh, obtained a train ticket for passage out of the home country, and made plans to give Vasily the best life that he could still yet have. Vasily, my son now, knows nothing about any of this, of course. I told him that only he was adopted away from a situation which he was likely not to survive. The mirthful optimism I saw in his face when he was born survives to this day inside his heart. Sister and all her malice had only managed to suppress it for a while, and now almost 50 years later, he still visits his elderly mother every single day. She beamed with pride as she finished her story, uh, and would say no more, and she was right. Vasily loved her so much, we had wore no resentment on his face for his injuries. He has always seemed to be smiling pleasantly, even though in his blindness he often didn't know anyone was looking. He visited her every day until she died, and he was holding her hand when she passed. I knew from his interactions with hospital staff that he understood spoken English, and so at Yana's funeral, I told him that I had been a friend of his mother's. I told him that she was the most amazing, wonderful woman I had ever met. Uh, his sad, grateful smile grew deeper, and he nodded his head, and... His response came in sign language. She was. Damn. <clears throat> Wait, what? He was blind and he was using sign yeah. language. Yeah. Uh, he he his response came in sign language. Yeah, and I mean, and like she said, like he his fucking fingertips pretty much got cut off and stuff. So there were like half signs because of the frostbite. Oh my yeah, God. all the way down to the that first knuckle. Yeah, so yeah, those are like stub fingers. Yeah, dude, holy shit! That's How'd y'all like my old lady voice? Did I did I do it? Did I nail it? Thank you. It was it was. Thank you. Yeah, I took pride in it. It just I was like, as soon as I started reading, I was like, oh, I gotta do it. I got it. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Um. I guess the only other person left is Matthew. Can't spin that wheel on one name. You know what? Do it anyway, All just right. for the fuck of it. <laughs> Larry put everyone's name oh, back okay. on the wheel. 
Sunrise, Sunrise. This is another creepypasta called Sunrise, if you didn't get that from me saying it the first two times. <laughs> What's it called again? Sunrise. It's called right. Sunrise. It's if you not, didn't hear that, it's, it's not Moonfall? Sunrise. Moonfall? No. No, it's Sunrise. <laughs> All right. Everyone loves a good scare. That's why you're here browsing posts. You thought it would be fun just before you go to bed and to scare yourself just a tad bit while getting your heart to race. Never puts you in real danger. What's tonight's topic for your nightmare? Jeff the Killer with his go to sleep? Slenderman silently stalking you wherever you venture? A Candle Cove experience that hits home so nostalgically for you that it seems true? Or maybe, just maybe, Something new and unique that haunts you in an unexpected way. So whatever the case, you keep reading. Perhaps it's all just a big joke to you. Something you laugh off rather than take seriously. No one's holding a gun to your head after all. You do exactly what you're doing at your own free will. You need to stop now. You need to stop reading this for your own sake. Stop. You're still here. It's your own fault, you know. You've programmed it so deep in the back of your brain, just being told to stop is completely ignored. Optimistic to what's next, aren't you? That'll be your undoing. Just taking things as they happen, without a care in the world. Thinking your room is safe just because you're the only one with a key. You have no idea how unsafe you are. I know so much about you, yet you know nothing about me. The last time you ever acknowledged my mere presence was when you were still pissing the bed. You called me the monster in your room, or the boogeyman. You've just been blocking me out since then, really. You told yourself it was nothing but loose clothing, or perhaps shadow cast from one of your toys. I've never stopped watching. However, my dark red eyes stare at you even now, just out of your peripheral vision. Chills down your spine, I see. You are remembering the noose around my neck, the tattered dark rags I wear, the burlap sack over my face, which I have for your sake, so you'll never know my true unfathomable horror that it hides. My decaying long nails. There's that look, the same look you had all those years ago. One last request I see painted on your face. Who am I? Call me the Sunrise Killer. All coming back to you now, isn't it? The unexplained murders you glanced by in the paper over the years. I'm not bragging, but I won't deny them. Nothing but practice. For you. Every single one. Of you. The brave ones who prepared so long for something to happen at the apex of night. It is darkest before dawn. So for you. Just you. The most hopeful of them all. Look on the bright side. You still have an hour before sunrise. Definitely have to put some uh, some music behind when y'all tell the stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some ambiance, bro. All right. Gonna do it. It's me. Let's go. So, uh, my last story is uh, my dad when he was a kid. It's a different house from my grandparents' house. I I was thinking about it. I don't know exactly where he was, but uh, it was him, his brother, my uncle, 
and uh basically my other uncle they're not actually like blood related but he would he grew up with my grandma like it was her kid basically his name was mikey he was the youngest one they were all staying at uh someone else's house and uh you know mikey was in the bedroom and my dad and my uncle were in the living room sitting there talking and playing playing with toys and shit and uh they hear my uncle mikey fucking screaming from the top of his fucking lungs like help help so they run in there flip on the light he's being held by his ankle to the fucking ceiling when they come in there like what the hell he just drops lands on the bed and then runs out and stayed stayed out there with them and i don't think they slept that night but like it wasn't like you know he had jumped up there it was like when they turned on the light he was being held like it wasn't him like you know jumped up and then falling back down no he was up on the fucking ceiling by his feet it's an eight foot fucking traditional ceiling it's an eight foot tall ceiling that's yeah i don't see a fucking kid getting that high yeah, no. I don't know what it was. I don't think they ever went back to that mm. house. But, mm. uh, yeah. Wait, what was it? We don't know. My uncle was being held by his ankle, like, by his foot to the ceiling of the fucking bedroom. Nothing was there. How did he get up there? That's the whole point. He was being held up there by nothing. What the fuck? Well, I mean, something, but he couldn't see it. It was holding him up there. He put on his anti-gravity boots by accident. <laughs> Instead of his slippers. Slipped Played too much gravity. Played too much gravity. Yeah. He had, had he that had first one on, on, accidentally pushed the button, it straight to the ceiling. <laughs> Screw gravity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... That's crazy. That's I don't know what the fuck it was. I wasn't there with my dad when he was like yeah, 15, yeah, but still. Yeah. I'd say I was like, probably just chilling in the sack. Sacking it up. <laughs> in the sack. I wasn't even. Not even. Yet, so <laughs> All right. You weren't even killing. You weren't even fighting. Yeah, hell yet, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I got, I got an interesting one for y'all. We uh, this is another swamp story, but out there swamp, in the bayou, a little out there in the bayou, over there in the mold, the trees out man. there with the water, the, the, the gators out over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, swaggy's tales from the swamp. Swaggy's <laughs> soggy, <laughs> swaggy, soggy swamp yeah. stories. <laughs> swamp story, you're soggy. If the listeners haven't uh, figured it out yet, we love uh, alliteration. Uh, indeed. Uh, so I was—I want to say I was—I want to say I was like six, maybe seven years old, and my uh, my godfather was playing a little expedition to go out crabbing and doing some frogging and whatnot, and uh, me. Being a little redneck kid, I was like, I want to go with y'all. And they're just like, no, it's, we're going to be there, like super late. And I was like, that's fine. And I, we all went out. We probably got there. I would say it was probably around 11 o'clock at night. We uh, unload the boat, get everything situated, uh, get everything loaded up, put the boat in the, in the water. 
And we were about 45 minutes in when my cousin like tapped me on my side and uh, he's like staring out into the woods. We're going in between like the like uh, in between one of like the berms essentially where it's like a, just like a small little clearing you can make it through between the trees. And uh, he pointed and he was like staring at one of this little section of trees and he kept pointing. I was like, what, what, what? And you could see like a, it looked like a shadow from a lantern. But the only light we had on the boat was like a tiny little, like one of those little campfire lanterns that you put inside of a tent. You know, and it was sitting at the bottom of the boat, so it wasn't wasn't casting out everywhere. It was just kind of giving us enough light to see our feet and shit, and wasn't going farther outside the boat. So what I, I was like, oh, it's just shadow, whatever. And I got a little spooked, uh, but then I kind of brushed it off. And uh, we kept moving, and as we kept moving, the light went out in the middle of the boat. And my 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 godfather and my dad were you know doing their thing, you know, throwing out lines and trying to you know crab and whatnot while they're looking for frogs and shit and so they weren't even paying attention and all of a sudden the shadow went in front of the boat as the light went out the shadow went in front of the boat onto the water and blocked out the moonlight on the water so i pointed and i screamed and i yelled and my fucking my uncle got really fucking worked up because that to this day, I believe him and my dad like practiced or studied black magic or something like that because they talked about it a lot when I was a kid. And they talked about how like, they could always handle a situation no matter how big a dude was and blah, blah, blah and shit like that. And yeah. Uh, so they turned and uh, they, they grabbed the lantern and started to like, try to hit it and so that to get to, to like cast some light. And you could see the black in the water start to spread a little bit. And so I'm sitting there, like, fucking freaking out and screaming and crying. My cousin's, like, we're all the back of the fan boat, like, sitting there, like, or we're at the back of the boat by where the uh, the trotter is. And so we're fucking, like, as far away as you can. And my uncle's, like, now at this point, banging to the side of the boat to try to get to come on. And as you, I, I swear to this day, the shadow touched the front of the boat before the light came back on. Like, it literally started creeping over to the edge of the boat. When the light came back on, it retracted. The moonlight didn't come back at first. And then finally it came back after like probably five, ten seconds. And then it went into the fucking woods again. And to this day, I'm pretty sure we almost got attacked by a demon. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you did. Shit. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, that was a. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. How how old were you, you said? I want to say I was like six or seven. God <laughs> damn. We all but see where we lived at when we went on that trip, uh where we like left from, we had a lot of nasty shit happening. That's a place I saw a dude get mangled inside of a tractor. Um oh. yeah. I saw a dude uh crash his uh his biplane, his little mini biplane uh on our property and burn and then run out on fire. Oh, before swags, swags, are you okay? Yeah, no, it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm good. It, it, it was, you know, it affected me are for you... sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I should say, dad gum. Also, uh... oh, I was gonna say, I, I just saw a bunch of like really messed up shit when I was a kid too. So it doesn't really, I don't think that much of it. 
was good. I'm a. I got one more story, that it's not mine or anything. Uh, it's just really fucking creepy, and I love this story. Mm-hmm. It's called "How Do You Get to Bell's Canyon." It's actually happened to someone. Ta-da. I was camping in the middle of nowhere in Washington, near Mount Rainier. Like, not an official campground, just way out in the forest where I couldn't have expected another human for miles. One night, I wake up and I hear something. I open my tent, and there's a guy sitting by where my fire had been right outside my tent. Nothing particularly noteworthy about the guy, just a fairly regular-looking dude sitting there a couple feet from my tent. No bag or pack or anything with him, just a guy. He saw me open the tent. His eyes got huge, like he'd just seen a ghost, and then he took off. It shook me up pretty badly, but over the next day I managed to put it out of my mind fairly well. After writing it off as just some odd occurrence and a guy that was probably high or something and managed to, or somehow managed to set up a camp coincidentally not far from mine. Then two days after that, and 10 to 15 miles away, in a totally random directions, and nobody could have taken the same path as I did on accident. I was sitting by the fire that night, and I heard some. I started hearing noises, and I got more and more convinced that it was a person. So I called out to them, and out of the darkness, someone was like, Do you know how to get to Bell's Canyon? And I said, No. I don't even think that's a real place there. They kept talking from just out of my line of sight. I tried to see them with my flashlight, but they yelled, like, aimed my flashlight at him, and they yelled, Aim away from me. And kind of spooked, not wanting to piss off a potentially crazy person, I did. After like 15 minutes of me being very freaked out and them talking and asking completely random questions from the darkness, it sounded like the voice had gotten closer. So I shined my light that way again, and it was the same dude who had been outside my tent two four. He had to have followed me over fi- almost 15 miles over two days because there's no way he could have just accidentally wound up in the same spot as vast as that wilderness is. No possible way. As soon as my light hit him, he took off again. I started to chase him, but didn't want to get lost in the wilderness in the dark. So I stopped quickly after probably about 100, 200 feet. This one couldn't be written off, because the only way it could have been in both places is specifically as if he was following me. I tried. I decided the trip was over very, very over first thing in the morning and hiked, at, hiked back out over three days, constantly doubling back trying to throw off anyone following my trail, and occasionally hiding and waiting to see if he'll come by following me. I really can't describe how terrifying it was to feel like I was being hunted through the woods and to actually have to brainstorm on things I could do to best potentially avoid being murdered. On the first night out of hiking, twice I heard what sounded like a person walking circles outside my tent, but by the time I mustered the courage to look, nobody was there. On the second night I heard what I thought was animals making noises at first in the distance, but slowly decided they slowly started to sound more and more human making animal calls but could have actually been an animal, but I didn't actually see the guy again. But it really sounded like a person making howling noises. I literally almost cried when I finally got back to my car, the relief was so strong. To this day, probably the most terrifying experience I've had, and I have no idea who the guy was or what his intentions were, and no way of getting an explanation. What the hell? Yeah, I wouldn't go back. He said no intentions of getting any answers or, uh, yeah, no. Fucking woods. Like, he hikes off into a random direction in the middle of the woods and the dude just kept asking him, do you know how to get to Bell's Canyon? I, th- no matter, you can look it up. There's no such thing as a Bell's Canyon. Except in like, you know, fucking Europe. 
terrifying, man. <laughs> mm. I've got yeah. I've got it's actually a funny not not funny that that's funny you mentioned that. Uh there's a story that literally listened to yesterday about that that's a um Mr. Baldwin? No, 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 no. It's uh, about a dude who uh he he hikes every day, uh did like rock climbing and, and uh spelunking and stuff, like solo spelunking almost every single day. And um there I, I wasn't like New Mexico or something like that or Las Vegas. Uh there's there's this cave that he went and he so he apparently he like did a bunch of journals and stuff about it, went to the cave, uh explored it, never came back, was supposed to be at like a dinner the next day, uh, with his family. Uh, told them where he was going. They went out to find the same cave and could not they found his stuff but can't find the cave. So he he went to the cave and then didn't want to explore it because there was some weird like buzzing or humming noise coming out of it, and so he left that day and went back the next day and then uh, went to explore it. That's how they found his stuff. But then when they went to go look for him, they can't find the cave again. But yeah, so that, that was kind of nuts. That's a pretty horrific instance, yeah. Because I mean, I'm pretty sure they scoured that area. I mean, it's, I don't know what there's a. Some movies similar to that out there that I've seen. Pretty fucking dope. I'd say if you, yeah. want, if you want spoopy, like scary real life story or true stories, uh on YouTube Dude. I recommend uh Mr. Ballin. Oh uh, yeah, Mr. Ballin's great. B A L L E N. Shout out. So it's between Matt and, and Ryan. Okay, let's uh get rid Spin of that wheel. It's oh no. Fifty-fifty wheel. Do it. it is Mateo. Mateo. Nice. Eat that shit, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, 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 y'all ain't ready for the next episode. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is Doctor Dre gonna be here? Doctor Dre is gonna be here. Hold oh, Doctor Dre and Eminem are both gonna be co-hosting next week. I'm just uh, see, kidding. Don't believe it. Shouldn't have been like shit. Nate Dog and Snoop Dog, probably. Like, wouldn't that have been the <laughs> the better hosts for the next? Well, you episode? said Dr. Dre, so I mean... the next episode. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, it would be Snoop Dog. That's yeah. right. And Nate Dog, because he's on. I'm the, tripping. The, I wasn't the, thinking the... of the song. <laughs> Hold up. What? My bad. Well, this has been the uh, Delightfully Dandy Dudes. I hope we scared you a little bit at least. And uh, happy Halloween. Bye, y'all. Bye. Te amo todo con mi corazón.